2: What's up, Tone and Sculpt athletes? It's your coach here, Danielle Wilson, back with another very special episode of the Doing This For You podcast, featuring one of my very good friends. I'm so excited to have this girl on my podcast. You are about to meet someone so inspirational and honestly someone that I see as a partner. A training partner, someone that I look up to when it comes to training. I am so excited to introduce to you my friend Kayla Jeter. Kayla, thank you so much for joining me. For those who might not know her or might not know you, I'm gonna let you give yourself an intro in a second, but I just like to say she is a wellness coach. She is a former collegiate athlete. And the day that I saw this girl, when I walked into the gym, I was like, we gonna be friends. Okay. <laughs> we gonna be friends, whether you like it or not. So this is my friend Kayla. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. How about you introduce yourself and tell all the athletes out there a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am so honored to be here
3: with you honestly y'all don't understand I mean y'all know who you have as a coach but you don't understand who you have as a coach like (laughs) because you grow and expand and be in this position now is just beautiful it's everything you've called in I'm so so proud of you so I had to give you those props first thank you like like Daniel said my name is Kayla Jeter I am a wellness coach I'm a WW coach former professional athlete played volleyball um and we'll dive into my story but I'm just so glad to be here with you especially in Black History Month Yes. um to share my story
2: and connect with you. Yeah, so Black History Month in mind, I mentioned on the last one, but I always like to just kind of re-mention this, refresh it in people's minds that the theme of Black History Month this year is the Black Family Representation, Identity and Diversity. And these are all such important ideals to me, to Kayla. And I'm so happy to be able to kind of dive into these really untalked about issues. Uh, especially in the fitness space, so you know, I just want to kind of just start off by asking you, what does Black History Month mean to you? Because you know, it's we might have shared experiences, but as Black women, we it's all different, right? Like our my one view is not I don't speak for the entire like community of Black women. So I like to hear what is your kind of outlook or take on Black History Month.
3: Yeah, I think everything you just said as far as the theme for Black History Month is exactly what it means to me. Like one legacy, especially my personal Mm -hmm. story, no longer having my parents here. I am the representation of everything they've sacrificed and everything they raised me to be, um, including, you know, my ancestors, my family, everyone. I am the representation of them and then on myself. Um, And also just changing the narrative of what the fitness and wellness space looks like in general, especially as a black woman, right? Um, which I know we'll dive into more, but legacy and just continuing to democratize wellness for everyone, not only in access, but what it actually looks like.
2: Yeah, no, I love that. And I think legacy is, I love that word that you said, legacy, because, you know, for a long time, and we're kind of going back to the history books, but, you know, black people don't were uprooted from their lives in Africa brought to America and we kind of don't know our roots we don't know our um ancestry line you know it it is something that we kind of have to find on our own so I really like the what you said there like defining that legacy because now it's on us like we get to define that legacy that that was good (laughs) <laughs> oh, good, sis. This is going to be a good one. This is yeah, going to be a good one. Oh, get ready, y'all. No. Yeah, no. And another thing, like, just, like, the Black family is mm-hmm. so important. It's, it's, it's so important. I, I know you mentioned, you know, you, you're, you've are you lost both your parents, and obviously so sorry for your loss. I feel like I've kind of watched you kind of go yeah. through some of the things you've going through, and my heart just, you know, breaks for you, but throughout the entire, when this is, obviously this is just what I'm seeing, like, you know, from a distance and through social media, but I've just admired your strength through it all and your ability to, like, even in your pain, uplift others. And that is, like, that is one, I think just a characteristic of, of being a strong black woman. And, and two, just it just so inspiring so I just kind of want to ask you like how have you like what have you learned how have you maintained this strength like obviously I know there's got to be more like layers to everything for sure but just you know how have you maintained this strength
3: yeah well before I even started this podcast I told myself I wouldn't cry and not that crying is a bad thing because I will always say wear your heart on sleeve lean into vulnerable moments but I think for me, it's understanding that a better day comes. You know what I mean? So, you know, my dad passed away unexpectedly. 2016, my mom's cancer came back three months later. I moved home in 2019 to be her caretaker until she passed away that summer. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. in that experience, I learned how to be resilient. Um, knowing, Seeing my mom literally fight for her life to her last breath, Until we told her to let go. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um showed me that you can do hard things and get through hard things, and that um it takes a village. I have to say that. You know, you know, that that is the hardest loss I've ever gone through, and you know, losing my mom and Mm -hmm. my last parent. Um, but I would not have made it through without the community people like you that I've met who are. Showing up in this space and being vulnerable and being honest and in the hard moments too, like I think you know, social media is it's like highlight reel, right. but that's not every day, you know. And, and calling on people who I've worked with and trained with and supported me through that time, um, just to uplift me. And my whole experience that I shared, you know, I think you and I treat this the same. Like we're just here to share our lives. It's not right. like for anything in return. If it resonates, great. But, um, is I'm just looking to normalize human experience and it looks different for everybody, Yeah, you know, because we're all human beings and human feelings and we go through hard things in life that are never talked about, including grief, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I know people have shared with me, I'm fortunate enough to have three sisters and we're all really close. Yes. And, um, I feel fortunate enough to have them because I know that's not the case for everybody. And I have to believe that, you know, God primed us for that oh, moment right. to have each other Yeah, because I would not have made it through it without them.
2: Right. Wow. Yeah. No, that I, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know, but it, it it's comforting to, you know, others that are listening that might be going through, you know, grief like that, like losing someone, losing, you know, there's a lot of different ways to feel lost. You know, it just in professional life yeah exactly just like a lot of people are feeling lost Mm -hmm. right now so if you could just give one piece of advice to someone that is experiencing grief experiencing loss that might be listening to this and like they're you know this is like their last their last hope what would you what would you say to them right now the one piece of advice that I think is really hard to hear,
3: but it is very, very true that it has hit me the most is like grief is our biggest teacher. Because in that moment, when you sit in, no matter what you're going through, when you sit in it mm-hmm. and you move through it, you really have an opportunity to realize what's really important to you and what really, really matters yes. and where you're going to go from there.
2: Yeah. I love that you have a way of turning even the darkest moments into an opportunity. Like, and I think that's why me and you vibe so well because that, <laughs> like you hear me talk about that all the time. Like it's not, you don't have to do this. You get to do this. Like the realization of you still have another day on this earth. What are you going to do with it? You know, mm-hmm. that realization is powerful. And I think your mindset is just, obviously I love it. Cause I'm like, over here, here. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're right here, baby. When it comes to that, like gratitude yeah. mindset. And I think you just explained that so beautifully and thank you so much for just, you know, opening up and talking about that. Cause I can't even tell you, like there are people that are going to listen to this and be comforted by what you just said so thank you for that but kind of just moving to just like family as a whole how has your family inspired you and just kind of made you the athlete and woman and inspirational figure that you are um such a compliment coming from you because I mean oh please sis you already know (laughs) when I said my partner like I truly see Kayla as like like my equal like someone that you know, is on the same wavelength as me mentally training from a physical standpoint, like everything. So yes, all, all the compliments all day, sis, we need to be uplifting each other more. Yeah. I, I think what my experience is similar to yours, as
3: far as, um, from what I know, as far as like that hustle mentality is what I was born into. Yeah, You know, my dad was an entrepreneur, my mom worked right beside him, built his company. And then my parents split, single mom, seeing her hustle, grind, sacrifice for us. Um, all while carrying so much grace for people mm-hmm. and continuing to connect and pour into other people is made me who I am today. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like the phrase like we lift as we climb is so important to me because I think especially as entrepreneurs, as people who are like, I want to get there, I'm going to get there and- I don't think as much a step on top of other other people is as widely said as much anymore, but that's kind of what's happening. You know, it's right. like I'm going to do it by myself with the whole world on my back. And it's like, you could, but you could also build connections, build community yeah. and lift other people along the way. So right. my family and so that i really young of like understanding that you can have your goal and your vision, but you're going to need some help along the way and do not let pride get in your way from getting there.
2: Yeah. No, it it definitely takes, like you said, it takes a village and the lasting impact honestly doesn't come from what you achieve alone. It comes from what you empower others to achieve. That's something that I learned, like learned from Kobe Bryant. Like he, he was like, he all, and that's why, and I don't know if people actually know that I say this, but like the reason I say go be great today is not because I just like came up with that one day. It's like a Kobe Bryant quote that I kind of, you know, used to live by. And it's, it's meant to tell others, like, I want to be great. So others can then find that greatness within themselves. So me saying, go be great all the time on my Instagram. Like that is exactly kind of what I'm like, what you're speaking to there.
3: Totally. You know, we all inspire and influence each other in different ways. You know, it doesn't have to always be on the biggest platform, the loudest voice. It could be the person that you interact with at the grocery store and just ask how their day is going.
2: Right. You know, that's somewhat, like I mattered today. Yeah. You know? Just, a, you know, a little glance, a little smile. You never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because me and you have such parallel stories. Like you just said, you know, I was born into that hustle mentality and, you know, both of our dads played professional sports. We, both of our parents split. We were both raised by single black mothers that were hustlers. Um, Like we both have that like fire, like ride or die mentality for our goals. And it's, it's just so funny listening to you talk more. I just, every time we have a conversation, I always find more and more that we have in common, which is just so, it's just nice. I remember it's just nice. (laughs)
3: I think what you said earlier is really important as far as like women and in particular black women uplifting each other because I think every culture can speak to their own experience of this but black people in particular when we want to go back to the history books like we're naturally like it's you versus me you know crabs in a barrel very much when we go back to historically like down to like slavery you know what I mean yeah so our culture growing up having to understand like no we're really in this together and
2: including a
3: we move forward. So,
2: so to be here. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I truly mean that when I walked into the gym. So, so another background piece of information, Kayla and I used to work with the same or still do sometimes work with the same performance coach, Dave Carson. So I walked into the gym and it was like one of those group fitness classes where you're like kind of unsure, like, is anyone going to talk to me? Like, it feels like first day of school vibes almost. And I I walked in and I see this girl and she's obviously like tall. We both have these shoulders and we were both like, obviously like both little Brown girls there in class. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this, this girl is going to be my friend. Like we're, we're about to, and we killed it that class. I remember it was like me and you in the front going ham. I mean,
3: because there's something to be said about and people Like we are similar. Danielle is very much in, performance shape more than I am I mean I work out hard with this girl hustle I mean I work out I work out but like your yeah. muscle is
2: I was about to say okay, don't I'm even
3: give her where you're at right now um but like we're both 5'10 I don't yeah. when I'm 5'10 How tall right, are you five
2: 5'11 I'm 5'11 so yeah right, you're just 5'11. the height was my Legs, first like um,
3: shoulders body like hey you and me we yeah sweat. here we go we crush it and it's always nice when you're and it's I mean that's another example of diversifying you know the wellness space right it's like walking into a class and seeing a face that looks like
2: you yeah oh my god how empowering was that and when I say it was me and Kayla like in the front going ham like it was so fun to be able to like not compete because like obviously we're both very athletic and very competitive people but I think the best part about that friendly competition was that we were both Bringing the best out of each other. And it was just so nice to be able to compete, but not like, not compete. You know what I mean? Like to be able to bring out the best in each other and cheer each other on the entire way. Like the most positive competition I've ever had. Like it was, it was just nice. So, yes. when you think about it, though, that's how competition should be. Like right. with the, When you're going against the
3: best, it should bring out the best in you. When it gets personal, it's through your own lens. It's something that you need to work through. Because I saw you, and I was like, oh, I do have to fucking work hard today. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's okay.
0: Sorry. <laughs> that's but, okay. But we
3: like, can... Could... I'm gonna bring it today, but okay,
2: here we yes. go. <laughs> love, love it. And that's kind of that's exactly how I felt. It's like, well, if we thought we were going 75 today, we were wrong, baby. We going 110 today. So, Great. like that I but I love that energy and I appreciate that energy because that energy helps us get better, you know? So I love it. What? I I have to know this because you are such an empowering figure, I think. So Like, and people always ask me this too. And I'm curious to see if our answers are similar here. So you help empower others, right? But what empowers you, especially as a black woman, life, fitness, what is it that you think empowers you most? We're twins. Are we Are totally the same? I swear <laughs> I'm so annoyed. <gasps> I just fell out. I just fell out. No. We did not rehearse this at all. No. We were separated at birth, I swear. <laughs> I swear. Keep going. Sorry. I just...
3: No, no. Um, you just laid me
2: to rest with that one. Sorry. <laughs> because
3: every day... And the phrase that you say a lot is something I, you know, I say as well. It's like, I don't have to. I get to. And it comes from a place of, I am here... I am blessed, I am gifted, but it means nothing if I don't do anything with it. It doesn't mean right. I need to go 110% all the time, but I do need to show up and honor my gifts in the correct way. Um, so the version of myself yesterday is like, how can I be better than the person I was yesterday, which isn't always easy and super clear. Sometimes I'm, I'm hard-headed and I'm a brat and I'm a yeah. brat. So like, I'm like, I was great yesterday. And I'm like, <Yeah>. Uh, not just like in the way I show up in activity or physically, but in my relationships and decisions that I make for myself. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I kind of like, I, that is exactly what empowers me, but it's also, I do say it a little bit differently, but it's that you versus you, me versus me Mm -hmm. mentality. Like who I'm competing against the person I was yesterday, bringing out that competitive fire Um, that like, that's where that motivation comes from. For me, it's like, okay, how did I perform yesterday? How can I improve upon that? How can I beat that old version? So I'm constantly improving. Uh, And I think that's, that is what makes training and fitness a lifestyle rather than, you know, a short term fix, or a short term goal, like we're not out here training to get a fat ass. Sorry, I'm swearing. I'm swearing on this episode. You know, like that a big butt is great. I would, I would love for mine to get bigger. You know, but like that's not what's gonna get me off the couch when I'm not feeling motivated to go to the gym. You know, what what empowers me most and what motivates me most is that competition against who I was yesterday and showing up for others. Like you said, like lifting others as you climb. You know, like. Showing up for others so that others feel empowered to show up themselves as well. So yeah. that, like, love and,
3: that. If I, if I can just touch on that really quick, because I yeah. think it's really what you're getting at. So if we break it down, when you think about like you versus you, is serving you because you want to be confident in how you feel and who you are, right. right? And which then allows you to empower and liberate other people, right? When we're taking something, and, and this is where being really clear in your values and what Really, really important because if you're looking to get a fat ass, but like, why? Right. Is it because you want to fill out those jeans? Why, like the five whys are the same thing. Why?
2: I was just about to say, Are you about to ask for the five whys?
3: And it usually comes down to I want to feel good about myself or I want to feel appreciated, loved. It's always this other source of what's really driving it,
2: you know? Oh, oh, yes, I know, (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. Yes, absolutely. I was about, I was literally like, Is she about to say five whys? Because that, that, you know, is my, like, that is my, yeah. that's what I use with every single athlete that I talk to. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, a lot of the DMs that I get from people are, oh, it's always a little, you know, no shame or no it's shade. It's right? Yeah, it's, it's like, it's a little bit yeah. skin deep and it's a little bit superficial. But once you yeah. really, I've always found that it's harder, it's, it's hard for people to really dig into those five whys. Um, Unless I'm like actually taking someone through it and forcing Mm -hmm. them to like dig a little bit deeper, you know, like calling BS a little bit sometimes because sometimes it's hard to face those things within yourself that are keeping you from being in the position that you want to be. So you don't want to dig deep and you keep it surface level, but in reality it's only digging deep that's going to get you where you want to be. So it's like, It's a, it's
3: a, you just said that last why. Yeah. That's the you versus you. Like you said.
2: Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's gotta make you emotional. I'll I'll say that a million, a million times. It's gotta make you emotional. But speaking of emotion, I got a little emotional when I read one of your most recent posts, I think it was like a post where you were just like beautifully. If you don't follow Kayla, you gotta go find her at fit, fit and full by Kayla. Okay, just wanted to make sure I got that right. Uh, some, uh, there's a lot of F's in there. I was like, wait a minute. I hope I don't say this wrong. Fit and full Feel by Fit and full by Kayla. There is a picture of her. She it's like kind of like her pr- like side diagonal profile. You just see her beautiful muscles, arms, shoulders, trap gang on fleek yeah. out here. Um, and the caption really spoke to me because. <laughs> I again identified with everything that you had written and that you know constant question that especially growing up as a black woman in a white community, like what are you? We asked that a lot like what are you like what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. what am I, ma'am, sir? Right. like like what what are you? And you hit the nail on the head and explained it so beautifully and I just like I just want to hear kind of like, why you posted that how you kind of like came to that and just kind of again just tip my hat to you because that one again hit me really deep
3: thank you thank you yeah um so i posted the photo on black history month and the first day of black history month it's february 1st and i woke up that morning and i was like okay it's black history month i want to you know honor homage to my heritage to I'm right. Black Barbadian um Spanish I have other I'm a mix of everything right it's black you know right right and one like you said the common question I always got growing up is like what are you
2: right like, I think it also has to do with our complexion a little bit because totally. we're a little like are you mixed are you mulatto? Yeah. oh my god I hated that are you mulatto are you like, red bone like all these different like names like all the we don't have to get into that, but,
3: no, um, well, which I, important, cause I think it's important that people understand that what are you comes from like the black community and the white community, right? Because it's not, it's not just one, you know, it's because we don't fit in whatever image it should be. Like
0: yeah. I am,
3: I'm from a white culture of suburbia of Cleveland, Ohio. I went to a Jewish preschool, you right. know what I mean? Which was JDYN, what up? And, um, <laughs> And I, you know, played sports, but I am brown skin, and I have a black father, and I have a a mixed mother, and it's like, what are you? And I was like, well, first I'm human, then I'm Kayla, yeah, and then these are also the parts of me that make up who I am,
2: yeah. Um, First I'm human, then I'm Kayla, third I'm an athlete, baby. Yeah,
3: you know what I mean? Like I I am here to be unapologetically myself. I am wonderfully, beautifully, imperfectly made. And when I think you meet people who are not sure of who they are, mm-hmm. they're like, I need put you in a box would so make makes sense to me. Right. That's why I said, like, well, that sounds like a personal problem. Yeah. But I don't whatever you were looking to ascribe me to. Right. But here's who I am. And at the end of it, like, that's all that matters.
2: Yeah. It's, it's so, so interesting that you say that because it's all about, like, someone asking that, someone trying to fit you in that box is all about their comfort, not yours. And especially when we're younger and when we want to fit in, I feel like I've said this before, but, you know, we do whatever we can to assimilate and not make other people feel uncomfortable. I wish that I had had a stronger voice back then. I wish I had had the voice that I have right now. Um, After my first podcast, actually, I went back and talked to my mom and she was like, well, you know, it took you 30 years to find your voice. I'm still finding mine. And she's like, you know like fit late fifties. So like that it's, it's something that is extremely prevalent among mixed black women. My mom has kind of like fairer skin. Like she actually like tried to like pass for white in her high school. And, you know, like you said, it goes both ways. She was taunted by the white kids for not being obviously not white. Like something was off. Someone was different. Um, And then taunted by the black kids because she, you know, had the lighter, fairer skin and she just didn't fit into a box for anyone. And I just, I think that's so powerful what you said. Like, one, I'm human. Two, I'm Kayla. Three, it's none of your damn business. (laughs) No, no, I'm kidding.
3: (laughs) Exactly. But for real, right? Because it's like you grow up and like we as humans, all we want to to be is loved and accepted for who we are. So when you grow up in like this world of kind of like an identity crisis, well, these people like I kinda get along with them, but these people are going kinda get along with them, but they don't want me, and they don't want me and like who am I? Right. And it's like, oh, it's and this is what I mean, this is a whole other conversation of like, oh, it's like you're a light skinned girl, it's so hard to be racially ambiguous, like you have no idea what like what the struggles are, which is like yeah. correct. I don't, but I do have my own struggles and experience and it's not on you to deem those any less because it's right. not yours.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, that whole other issue of colorism within the Black community is, you know, it's tough. And being on the, you know, lighter end of the spectrum, it's hard to, yes, I don't, like you said, don't have the same discriminations or same instances where I'm being discriminated against as a darker skinned Black woman. But, you know, there are other issues that, especially identity issues that come along with that as well, and especially the way lighter skinned women are kind of portrayed in pop culture and in, in the media. It's like, you know, I don't have this like curvy body. I'm not gonna be in a music video, you know, like I, I don't fit into that mold. So now, now where am I, you know, like I'm, I still don't have a place. So it's it's definitely, there are so many issues that come along with with that as well, that we're obviously, you know, still working through as adults here. Totally. True. But so kind of segueing into more of kind of just like the fitness space. I know you mentioned like democratizing fitness and just like how important it is for black faces and black voices to represent fitness and the wellness space. Talk to me a little bit about like what wellness means to you and why it's so important to have this type of representation in this space.
3: Yeah, sorry, I got chills. <clears throat> that's when you asked that because wellness is a word that's been thrown around a lot and it looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So like just practice this by saying it's, it's my definition of wellness. Wellness to me is the highest expression of self-care. Yeah. And what that looks like is putting yourself first in mind, body, and spirit. You know what I mean? So, and in, in you're an entire person. So it's not just about working out. It's not just about eating the right thing. It's taking care of your mindset, having a helpful mindset, your mental health, whatever that is on the spectrum for you, getting enough sleep and just making sure that your entire being is supported. So when you're trying to do all that things for yourselves and as a black woman, you're already navigating the space that's really challenging and there's already expectations of you and um, there's already situations where you don't feel like you belong. So to go into certain spaces, like whether it's a training space, a yoga space, a naturopathic doctor office, And you don't see anyone that's brown or looks like you. Like we talked about earlier, identity crisis. Do I belong here? Right. You know, like, or or who here can relate to me? Or know my story to know where I'm coming from? Because Black women take on so many wrong responsibilities. Like, we're tough. We're the ones that have been figuring it out. Like, we got this. We're hard asses, right? So when we're trying to be well, and now we're in a space where we don't see people who support us and understand us, it's kind of like, maybe I shouldn't go there
2: you know, yeah. and, and
3: you don't always want to be the, to- the token black girl that speaks for the whole community. Cause right.
2: that's not why I'm here. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, like that, what you said, if, when you walk into the class and you don't see you, it's like, maybe I don't, maybe this isn't for me, maybe wellness and taking care of myself and taking care of my body isn't for me. And that might sound like a shocking, I feel like from the outside looking in, People might be like, well, why, like, why would you think that? Like, why wouldn't you think that? But you really can't understand until you put yourself in that position of walking in and being, you know, the only person of color in a yoga class or the only person of color um, in any training space. And honestly, like, I've always been so just amazed at how diverse the group of women that, you know, the Tone and Sculpt community has just like all different shapes, sizes, races, backgrounds, you know, e- like everything is not just tolerated, but, you know, it's celebrated. And that's something that, you know, I feel like a lot of Black women feel in the wellness space is that we're being tolerated.
3: Totally, totally. It's, um, and, and to speak to that, because we like, I think back to like your mom, my mom, right? Like I didn't see examples of wellness growing up. Like my mom going to work out or yoga class, like, no, she had to feed her kids, she had to go to work. Right. So being putting yourself first is like last thing already on our minds growing up from a modeling standpoint that we ever saw. So to go into these spaces and feeling like, well, like, we're glad you're here, like you're the only one, but we're gonna play this music so you feel like (laughs) involved and you're like, Am I more Drake song like, yeah <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to curate a whole playlist just because one black person's here you don't have to do it like right. not, and not and that's like a whole other conversation but um it, it's to have a community that's like tone and sculpt that's like ww that yeah. is diverse and represents all people and knowing that one of my friends quotes that i love is healthy looks def- looks different every body right like that is entirely true
2: right and
3: to have images of what, you know, diet culture looks like in our society totally ostracizes you. Like, I know you probably can relate to growing
2: up being a muscular girl, brown girl. The the only person we had to look up to is Serena Williams. Yeah. And I don't play tennis,
0: bro. (laughs) Like
2: I don't play tennis, you know? So I don't like, it's all like, it's, that is literally the only figure that I can, and, I take that back. There was one African-American gym because I was a gymnast. Her name Mm -hmm. was Dominique Dawes. And she was on the 90, it was either the 94 or 96 Olympics, whichever one was in Atlanta. I forget which one it was, but I was like a little young girl growing Mm -hmm. up in the nineties. I just totally dated myself. (laughs) Totally (laughs) dated myself there. Um, But yeah, I mean, I can, obviously I can count on one hand the the figures that we had to look up to and especially you know we didn't have social media now so now we have so much more access to you know figures to look up to and i always say this like it's less about me and what i'm trying to accomplish right now and more about the generations that are coming after us yeah and and the little girls that i get comments my favorite comments are you know my my daughter looks like you and she saw this video and now she feels more confident in herself like Absolutely. that is like those like danger bring me to tears because those like that's why we're doing it that's why we're here that's why we're that's why we're showing up entirely
3: entirely
2: oh, I, I wish i know i wish we like can you think of anyone else that you had like in your mind to look up to volleyball growing up we were a handful yeah you know, and the only people
3: I had to look up to and talk to was my dad and hear his experience in football you know right. what I mean and it wasn't until I mean maybe recently when you know being in shape became a trend right. and I was like I've been living this life for 31 and now Y'all are just like, come on. I know. Come on. I know, you know what I mean? so it's um it's I will say that it is really empowering and positive that this shift has happened to wellness as a whole. Mm-hmm. What continues to make me nervous is the examples that are out there right and the messages that are being received by the younger generation so i have younger sister she's 23 and if i hear one more conversation about bbl i'm gonna punch her in the face yeah like it's
2: you know what i mean yeah Um, it's hard it's hard because you know it's especially in the social media space like those that's what voices like yours and mine are competing against you mm -hmm. know to like not not no, that it's but yeah. competition, but, like, in the algorithm world, like, yes. Like, right. everyone's competing for their voice to be heard, for people to see their posts, plat- like, from a platform standpoint. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's wild. The things that we've – what I've I've called out. I'm just going to say it. I've yeah. called out some people on Instagram for doing things specifically for likes that have no – No actual functional or really just any purpose at all, besides like doing something aggressive on the floor to look sex to hypersexualize fitness. And I think that's another topic that Black women in fitness are often hypersexualized. So me and you have to be that much more careful not to like. I'm terrified to post, and honestly, like I think I've built a very good. Community to where I feel comfortable and just feel comfortable posting, maybe like the side butt, like the Girl, side butt. On, area. Well you know, the side butt. But if I t- like, I can't be out here posting the full butt. Okay. <laughs> we can't, we can't be out here. From the back, like that's just too much. It's just too much going on. Okay, they can't handle that. And, and so, it's not your message. Like that's not what you're here to do. Like exactly. that's not what
3: you promote. Like you're here to promote being comfortable in your skin and loving yourself, which what you're doing already. But we don't need the full yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, version of it. <laughs> it's it's funny because you you can you see these other you know other girls that do it and can get away with it and it's still cute. But the, if I were to do some of those same things, it, it's, it's no longer cute. It's, yeah. um, I'm skanky rather totally. than sexy, um, totally. or, you know, other, other words like that. But, but yeah, I mean, Instagram in general is a, a tricky place. You have to be so, you have to be you have to have that BS radar on point when you're, you know, scrolling, you have to understand like what messages are preying on your insecurities and you have to be able to, you know, really pick and choose the, the platforms that uplift your voice or, and make you feel good about yourself rather than you need to change things about yourself, which is something that I know I always try to do. I always know when I leave your page, I always feel, Good. Like that's that's one of the one of the. I love the quotes. Like when I when people come to my page, I want them to feel better about themselves yeah. after they leave, not worse. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's just kind of that's the T. Right. Um, no, I, was, I, got chill. I I This whole conversation has been chills. But like, and
3: and knowing that from a place of empowerment, right? Like right. you get to decide what you feed your brain. Like you get to decide that. Like right. take ownership ownership in that. But also, see, like, know you're empowered in that decision too. Every time you like, click, follow, you are creating, curating content for yourself and how you want to feel.
2: That yes. Day.
3: So, following accounts like Danielle, who's hype squad on a like, sometimes I open Instagram. I'm just like, all right, well Danielle, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't going to, but now I'm going to. You know what I mean? And it's. Like, having voices like you, like me, like, normalizing human experiences, making you feel good and empowered and strong in your body, like, allows you to take that next step, knowing it doesn't need to be perfect. Like, progress is always what we're looking for and not perfection. And I think some of these other accounts are always, maybe unintentionally or intentionally, it's a message of, like, this is what perfection looks like, this is what beauty is, and if you're not here, you are not enough right and it's like if you're
2: no and to take that further if you're not here you need to buy this you need yeah. to do you need to drink this tea you need to wrap your waist and do xyz like it's it's predatory and it's irresponsible and we're not about that life what i think we've the world that we live in is
3: so instant gratification on so many levels mm-hmm. like, and i need to like i tell people this all the time they're like kayla what do you do to work out? I was like, I've been training with someone for like three years, right? And before that, I was a professional athlete. Like, this has been my lifestyle for so long right. that it is who I am now. There is no instant tea. There is no sweaty class I go to eighty times a week to burn myself down. Like, it is a complete lifestyle change. Yes. Like, that's what wellness is. It's holistic. It's comprehensive. It's every facet of yourself. Yeah, moving in, in harmony, not balanced. because being here is not realistic but you will move through periods of highs and lows.
2: I like that. I like that. That's, that's real. That was real. I like that. Like going up and down. Cause it does, it does truly ebb and flow like that. And being able to navigate through those ebbs and flows is the definition to me of wellness. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Oh my God, Kayla, this, this girl, I feel like this isn't the last time we're going to have one of these conversations, but I'm so excited to have had you on the podcast today. One of the things that we are doing in honor of Black History Month is letting the guest choose a Black organization to donate to. So Kayla, I just want to hear what is the organization you're choosing to donate to and why? Yes.
3: So I'll be donating. Well, I guess you
2: guys will be donating too. Um, <laughs> Don't
3: to. sculpt. Yeah. Say that again. Donate yeah, sculpt. So Tone and Skild will be donating to the Stay Beautiful Foundation. Okay. They're a local Chicago foundation um, that support breast cancer women. So whether they're going through their treatment or they've gone through treatment, they curate cosmetic boxes that are all non-toxic beauty products, and they send them out kind of just to whoever their subscribers are. So breast cancer is very close to me. My mom passed away from breast cancer. And as black women, you know, in women under 45, it's yeah. most common in black women, you know, one in eight U.S. women will fight the cancer fight in their lifetime. So, um, I'm really glad to have this opportunity to support them as she continues and the whole organization continues to just support breast cancer fighters and drivers.
2: Wow. See, again, finding ways to turn, you know, dark moments into opportunities. And, and honestly, that's, that's what I think about when I think about Kayla, I just think about resilience. I think about power being embodied. I think about a bright light that needs to be seen, needs to be heard. And so I just want to say thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Of course, of course. This is not the last you will see of my friend, Kayla. We're going to do something else down the line for sure. But I just want to say thank you so much to all of the athletes out there listening to this episode today. Stay tuned for the next podcast coming up next week don't you dare settle this week. Go be great today. Love you. Mean it. Bye guys.